Hey, my lovely ladies, before the show starts, I'm looking for some more six and seven figure female founders and CEOs to interview. So please go to www.twwguest.com to apply. In today's episode, we're interviewing Katarina Rando, founder of Thriving Women in Business Community and Center. Katarina serves women entrepreneurs who consider their business to be their mission. They run business development programs and retreats, as well as raising money for women, girls' education, and entrepreneurship training. Today, she's taking us behind the scenes of her number one secret to having more bliss at every stage of your business. This should be an amazing episode. Welcome, Katarina. Thank you, Jackie. I'm blessing to be with you. <laughs> I'm blessing to be with you, too. <laughs> Oh, well, let's dive right into it. What is the number one secret? The number one secret of blissing in your business is embracing the idea that when you are self-employed or running your own enterprise, you get to be yourself, you get to do your thing, you get to serve the people that you feel called to serve. And if you're doing it well and doing it right, you also get to massively monetize your mastery mm. and mastery is a big part of bliss if there are places in our business where we're not blissing it's because of one of two reasons it's not our job and we're doing it anyway okay. which a lot of women do or we haven't developed mastery in that area yet and if you'll allow me jackie there are five things that every woman, it's her job in her business. I call these the five pillars of your fempire, okay? Hey. The first one is speaking. That's in the broad sense of the word, like podcasting would be speaking, video would be speaking, of course, giving talks, because we're the spokesperson of our business, right? We're not gonna hire an actor, <laughs> actor we're not gonna hire an actor to talk about our business, right? Yeah. Speaking. Then of course, selling, unless you have a big enterprise and you have a sales team, you know, look in the mirror, sweetheart, there's your sales team, right? Yeah. Speaking, selling, and of course, serving our clients. And even if we're not doing all the client service, we're of course, overlooking and overseeing the client service. And then strategy, we're the ones that sets the goals and does the action plans and the calendar. And the last one is self-care. Speaking, selling, serving, strategy, self-care. That's five jobs. What? Some women have 10 jobs and 15 jobs and 20 jobs because they're doing everything. And so not only, not only Jackie, are these your five jobs, okay. but also these are the five jobs that as the head of our, our enterprise, we have to master. We have to master selling or we're not going to be able to serve our clients. We have to master the service so our clients keep coming back. We have to master the speaking so we have visibility for our business, right? And so a lot of women are doing the bookkeeping and the graphic design and the web design and the admin, and they're doing all this mishigas that is, that's Yiddish for stuff, that is not a good, uh, a good use of their time. Because all their time spent on all the things that are not their job, you know, your clients don't care about who built your website, right? Right. 
they're taking away, they're pushing off their mastery because they're taking time away from the areas that they really have to master. And, and the other thing is when you master these areas, you're going to be blissing in those areas. So what allowed you, or what was, what happened to kind of help you uncover that this was the case, that this was the way to have bliss throughout your business? Well, part of it is me getting really clear really early. And I've been doing my thing a long time of what I really love and also noticing what might be revenue producing, but I don't love. So to today, as you said in my intro, we do training programs, we do retreats. Um, I, I train, I do train the trainer. I do this and, and I love the group programs and I love the retreats because it's interacting with amazing women. There have been times in my business where we published a magazine. There have been times in my business where we published 30 different books for um, both individual and collaborative books for women. And I got clear that, yes, this is highly revenue producing, Jackie, but it's not my bliss. Hey. And so for us to pay attention to not only what makes money, mm -hmm. what are we blissing to do every day and watching women transform and seeing them go from idea to plan to action. This makes me bliss. And what kind of results have you seen from being able to stay in your bliss versus presumably when you were starting out and, you know, doing all the books and doing all the things? So there's the results that I see for my clients when they're doubling, tripling, quadrupling their revenue. Of course, that makes me bliss, makes them bliss but also seeing them go from emerging entrepreneur to thriving entrepreneur to now leading their own communities. Many of my clients have their own communities. I've got clients that have their own centers. I've got clients that are leading their own conferences and retreats and summits. And I'm seeing this today because one of, I would say my superpowers is to be giving massive value so ladies keep coming back. I was looking up a client record today. She's been with me since 2012. I've got a lot of clients wow. with me since 2012, 2014. Uh, I've got a gal who's come on every single retreat we've done, and we just did our 10th one of a particular, our regular retreat, not including our speaker retreats and our <laughs> retreats on how to do retreats. When you cultivate, and okay, the sidebar here, Jackie, one of the things yeah. that's really important for everybody to know is that there's three really important things that women buy. And if I we can deliver this, they're going to keep coming back. They might not say, I need this, but when we deliver this, they keep coming back. Clarity, confidence, community, or connection. Clarity, confidence, connection, and community. This has women keep coming back. Like they might hire an image consultant because they think, hey, I got promoted and I want to look good at my job. Well, what they really want is they want to be confident when they are walking in the door. They want to be clear that they're representing themselves well, right? Mm -hmm. And so regardless of what they tell us they want, these are three things that they will always want more of once they get some of and that's important for us as business owners to recognize that if we can deliver 
confidence, clarity, connection on an ongoing basis to our clients, they're going to keep coming back. So I'd love to ask, like, what is your favorite part about working with women specifically? I'm going to say two things. One of my okay. favorite is I get to be my girly girl self. <laughs> I, I, you know, as you can see, I'm wearing my tassel earrings today. Usually I have lots of sparkles in my hair. When we went on our re retreat, we did like hair hair tassels and hair glitter and we wear <laughs> we have afternoon tea with fascinators and we're doing business and we're talking business and we're talking about strategy and scaling and we're doing it all while being girly girls and even the girls jackie that show up and tell me katarina I, I love you i love what we're up to but you know i'm just not a girly girl by the end of the week they're girly girls just like everybody else because it's like freedom to be yourself. And, and that's what a lot of women start their careers in a corporate environment with its own culture, mm -hmm. with its own values that are not the same as the individual woman. And when you have your own enterprise and you get to run your business based on your values. I mean, I tell my ladies, well, let's put heart on the screen, you know, okay, my friends send you some love. <laughs> Love some kisses. You know, I'm, I love love and I love generosity and business. And I love, I love um, talking about women things in business because that's who I am. And so that's what I love about business is getting to be myself and then watching other women be themselves and embrace their authentic selves. That is bliss. And what do you think is like the most, or, well, I guess let's start with as far as being the most yourself, especially if you've come from a corporate environment or a place where you haven't been able to, like, how do you help draw that out? Right. I tell them, sweetheart, you got to unlearn all of yeah. that. You no, know? like, like in corporate, you learn that in many organizations, it's not okay to get personally connected to your clients or to care or to, oops, sorry, to demonstrate that you care. So okay. the thing is, so we work in these environments, we're told not to behave a certain way. It's not in alignment with the culture of that organization. Well, guess what? When you have your own enterprise, you get to decide what is the culture of your enterprise. Mm -hmm. And with my enterprise, it's hearts, it's, it's uh, a lot of acknowledgement, a lot of gratitude, a lot of looking at how I can shine the spotlight and uplift people. It's individual phone calls to talk about, you know, what's not working in their life or just a loving, supportive call. And for me, that's good business. Other people may not agree, but that's how I want to run my life with authentic relationships. And that's how I want to run my business with genuine caring. So we get to decide as women, how do we want to do it? And we don't have to be one way in our personal life and another way in our business. That's called incongruent. Let's be congruent everywhere in our lives. Well, and 
it oftentimes means that it's that much easier to make decisions, right? When we're coming from the same place, it's all in alignment, it's all the same page. Sure. And then it's like this whole, I'm going in 50 million directions. I struggle to make decisions. I That goes away. Right, exactly. And it's your values that inform your decisions. And the more clarity you have on your values and the more clarity we also have, Jackie, on what's important to us, where are we going, so we make decisions based on what we want, we can do that easily and effectively. And by the way, back to what we talked about earlier, confidence is required to make decisions. And a lot of women are not, they don't make decisions quickly. And that's where they need to build some confidence because successful people make decisions quickly. And a lot of it is about self-trust, right? Like if I make this decision, and it doesn't necessarily go right, I know I have the power to make the decision right. Well, I think that is one of the, I talk about that so much, I love that. I say, you know, ultimately there is no, there's almost no decision that can't be rerouted or readjusted, or I always think of these decisions as black and white. I'm going to do this thing, and then, then that's the thing I've done versus this thing, or it's like, and we act as if we're constantly closing all these doors with our decisions, and, and we're not, right? There's almost nothing that we can do that we can't undo or walk ourselves back from if it really is needed. Um, and and when you give yourself that power, you go, but you know what? Then I don't need to spend all of this time. I just make the best decision I can in a good short time frame and move along. And... So I, I love that you hold, I, I totally agree. It's something I stress a lot because ultimately we make, we make it feel like it's so important and you know, it's, it is, everything we do is important to some extent, but there's so many decisions that you can always re readjust. I was talking with a client not too long ago about, uh, choosing a preschool for her daughter and the first one she chose didn't work out. So she switched her. And yes, it was hard to switch her to a new preschool, but ultimately it was the right fit for her daughter. Right. And, and, you know, and, and so it was just like, oh my gosh, right. It wasn't the, it wasn't a catastrophe. They chose the wrong school first. Right. I think that's just so important to remember. And, you know, in the process, you learn a lot. Yeah. You know, being, being a, a business mentor for many years, sometimes gals tell me about, this mentor or that mentor that they had and how they weren't a good match. And of course I've had some over the years, but you know what? Even the ones that weren't the right match, Jackie, that they, they, they showed me how not to do it. Mm-hmm. That was a, that was a good lesson because even when I learned what not to do and how, how, what, what doesn't work, that informed me being so much better with how I serve my clients. And if we can see the value, even in the lessons of what not to do or not, uh, and and when we find something not working for us, we have to use our voice and we have to say, this doesn't work for me. I'm not saying this is wrong for other people, but this is not working for me. This is what I want to do differently. And part of blissing in our business is to use our voice to make sure we're getting what I what we want, that everything is working for us, that we're making powerful requests. And one of the things I want to remind everybody 
that a complaint is an unstated request. So look at what you're complaining about, because whatever it is, there's a request there that you're not making. So I want to touch a little bit more on women in business and something we were talking about before, um, before we got on the interview itself about competition and how, how refreshing it is and how different it is to be working with other women. Um, and so I wanted to hear a little bit about your perspective on that. Yeah. So one of the, uh, one of the things that we really don't talk about enough, there's a little bit of a sidebar here is that one of the biggest challenges for women I find in business is managing our disappointment and our discouragement mm. and not getting discouraged when, you know, we make 10 calls and nothing happens or whatever it is. Because yes. the truth is, it's not that we didn't get any results from that. It's simply that we didn't get any Insta results. One of the things that will fuel your disappointment or discouragement is when you are embracing situations or facilitating situations that allow us to compete with each other. Mm-hmm. And, you know, y- you probably have heard, you know, it's a, it's a dog eat dog world or whatever it is. But the truth is, Jackie, I like to say there's enough pie for everybody. Okay. Now mm-hmm. you still got to go where they have pie. <laughs> still got to ask for the pie. Yeah. But there's definitely enough pie for everybody. And when you operate with that attitude and that really guiding principle, Mary Jane or Sheila might not be your client today. They might go work with your friend, Sheila, but you know what? That doesn't mean they're not going to come back to you. That doesn't mean they're not going to be a good referral source. And we have to not get discouraged. And we have to support that gal even in her her perhaps poor choice but that's all right because if we stand in our certainty that we have massive value to bring and that's where that confidence comes in we have to stand in our certainty that we have massive value to bring and so if we don't win a contract or a commission or we don't win an opportunity that's okay because there's a lifetime supply of more right behind it as long as we go where they have pot right if we just right Stay back and say sorry for me when that didn't get no pie. <laughs> you gotta ask for the pie. Exactly. <laughs> well, and I, I do think, you know, there's so I think that's my one of my favorite things about working with women is that there are so many different ways to look at things in the sense of when we're not competing, when we get out of that masculine mindset and the win, this concept of just even win-win, right? Versus you know, collaboration, connection, work like right. this community that we create. Mm-hmm. It's not about just what you get out of it for the first week or right away. It's about that lifetime. Um, and that's where we really win long term. So now and I do I do have something I want to share about this because you know I love yeah. to collaborate with women and women love to collaborate, but there's something that a lot of people are missing. And here's like so as you know, I teach sales. So I tell people If you want to sell something, you have to recognize nobody's going to ever buy from you until you build influence with them, okay? Mm -hmm. What people also have to recognize is the same thing is true for collaboration. I have gals contact me and say, hey, Katerina, I'd love to collaborate with you. Well, you know what? I got 
a lot of Mary Jane and Sheila's. And I want to collaborate with people that I know, that I like, that I trust, that I know have the same values as me. Mm -hmm. And you don't do that in, in the first Zoom conversation, you know? It's like saying, hey, you want to get married? Hey, you're cute. You want to get married? No, you got to build influence first. You've got to connect. And this is where a lot of women make mistake because that's the first thing out of their mouth rather than, hey, let's get to know each other a little bit. Hey, you want to come to my thing? Hey, I'll right. go to your thing. You know, uh, I'm doing an event coming up with with a friend of mine who's also a coach from another state mm -hmm. and we're doing a, a fundraiser. We raise a lot of money in my community and her community for women and girls, entrepreneurship training and education. And I saw she was doing an event and the uh, the price to get in the door was, you know, it was a fundraiser, it was $50. Yeah, and I, I made a much more substantial donation because I wanted her to notice me because I, I and that was strategic, Jackie. Yeah. I was wanted to invest in the relationship because I wanted to collaborate with her down the road but I didn't show up in her an event and say, hey, mama, I want to collaborate with you, right? And so this is the thing I want women to recognize is that you've got to build influence with people before you ask them to be your partner in anything. Yeah. Well, and, and ultimately that pays off for you in the long run because until you know that person very well, you're not going to know if they're going to be a gay right. collaborator for you. And it might just be a values mismatch, right? I think the other thing, like you mentioned, that's so important is, is leading with value, right? And and not just like getting their attention, but getting their intention in a way that says, I'm investing in you. And and, and that's, that's you know, and then allow, allow them to come back to you with, you know, so if you are going to step forward, also make it as easy for them as possible, right? So that you're just making it like, yes. here's a specific request and, and don't make it complicated for them. Right. I think that's the other thing we tend to do. Just these open ended, like, hey, you know, figure this out for me. <laughs> I'd love to collaborate versus saying, you know, investing in them first and then being very clear about what you would like to do moving forward. And then, like you said, even if they're not willing to do it, then hopefully you're willing to build the relationship so that right. right. align. And let's recognize that if we want to cultivate a relationship, of course, we can invest, invest our money with that. But we can also invest our time going to their thing, showing up. We can invest our resources, giving them leads, giving them referrals. I talked to uh, two gals this morning. I put them in touch with a couple networking groups I thought would be a good match for them. I did the introductions. Um, so last week, one fabulous gal sent me a referral for a new team member. Don't think she's my new BFF for life. Yeah. <laughs> You know, you get me a new great team member, you're my BFF for life. And and that's the thing is that's helping people. That's um, using your, your network to help someone get what they need. And now that builds massive influence. You know, for the next 25 years, I'm going to take her call. I'm going <laughs> to whatever she needs, she gets it, right? And people don't recognize that, that that's a big part of building relationships, not just saying, Hey, let's collaborate. Right. Absolutely. So I'd love to hear a little bit about what is the next thing you're taking on? What's the next big challenge? Well, one of the things, Jackie, is I've been teaching sales for years. 
Mm-hmm. And as as your clients, my clients, I work with women, mm-hmm. and I'm getting way more hip to how women sell that and how women buy and what women how women want to buy and how women effectively sell to really move that conversation from old school sales trainers that are telling us how to do it to really recognizing that women buy differently. We buy based on relationships. We buy based on getting a sense that somebody genuinely cares, that they genuinely want to do a great job for us, and that we have to build influence with women before we ask them to buy. And also recognizing that some women are very good at Insta decision-making, but not everybody is that way. And that for those of us that are, I'm an Insta decision-maker, as a result, our challenge is that we are not as good at follow-up and we get more frustrated with people not making decisions. And to also recognize that, you know, some, not everyone's the same, so that that is another skill to develop. So that's really honing in on women selling to women and how to do that effectively is one of my new exciting focuses. And, uh, you know, you've got me thinking, I before the pandemic, I had a dream of doing a conference on a cruise ship for women. And I don't know, it's starting to percolate again because I love doing retreats on cruise ships and to get a whole slew of them on a cruise ship is something I'm looking at. So if you had just one piece of advice based off of kind of this, this new challenge, what would it be? Well, um, let's see. Well, here's, here's my advice for any woman that has a dream okay, or a goal. Don't wait till you're ready. Act when you're willing. Mm. Ready is a myth. It is in the doing that we get ready. And I've heard this so many times. Well, I'm I'm getting ready. Yeah, you've been getting ready for five years, mama. Okay. So let's start taking some action. And and that's also how we move towards mastery. It's in the doing that we move towards mastery. And really the goal is not to do things. The goal is to master things. And the longer we push off mastery and the more we do all those things that are not our job, like we talked about earlier, the more we're pushing off our mastery and our bliss. So take action. Don't wait till you're ready. Act when you're willing. So we asked all of our guests here at The Wealthy Woman one specific question, and that is, you know, based off this idea that true wealth can never possibly just be about money, right? We get to the end of our life. We're incredibly rich, but that's all we are, right? (laughs) We would never define that as well. So I love to ask my guests, what is the thing that makes you feel wealthiest right now in your life or your business? The thing that makes me feel wealthiest in my life is love. Mm. Is the I, I went to visit my mom and dad yesterday. They're 90 and 91 and just with them at the kitchen table, blah, blah, blahing about life. That made me feel wealthy and grateful and rich and, you know, being with women uh, at our retreats or our events or even on Zoom and chatting with the ladies and and supporting each other, that makes me feel rich and grateful and bliss. I'm still looking for the love of my life, Jackie. <laughs> I'm hoping 
that at some point soon I'll find that and and I would like to run around the world with my sweetheart and uh, and have an adventure and sit in a cafe and sip cappuccino and 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 do things to you know we raise a lot of money for women and girls I'd like to go yeah. visit some of the women and girls uh, in Nepal where we've raised money for deaf women or Mumbai where we've raised money for school children or definitely like the meet meet the gals in Zambia that we've given micro loans to um that would make my heart sing well love is a pretty good answer um <laughs> so we also ask all of our guests uh something a silly version of that basically what unconventional outside of the box or just just totally absolutely silly that makes you feel joy and wealth in your day-to-day okay so here's the truth this dress i'm wearing mm-hmm. this dress in four colors mm-hmm. and um i have another four dresses by the same uh, uh, designer in quotes <laughs> which I was wearing a dress one day and I said, oh my God, I love this dress. I have to look up who made this dress. I looked it up. Uh, it, it's Agnes Arinda. And guess what? I bought, bought it at Walmart. That's <laughs> <laughs> not my usual location. But you know what? Her dresses are all shimmery and shiny and they make me feel uh, very rich. So it doesn't matter what the price tag is. You can feel rich at any price point. At least if it's if it's sparkly, it will always make you feel rich. Absolutely. Well, and I think the other takeaway from that is when you find a dress you love, go buy blank slate in every color. I totally agree with that. <laughs> oh, well, Katarina, you have been an amazing guest today. We have really enjoyed speaking with you. I know the audience has learned a lot. If they would like to learn more about how to work with you or get support from you, I'll probably do that. I always love to connect with women, especially if you consider your business your mission. You can connect with me at katarinarando.com or you can look me up on Facebook because that's where I am all day chatting with all the women in my life. Uh, Katarina Rando. And by the way, katarinarando.com slash links. We have lots of free business building resources for you, uh, a variety of different ones. Uh, and, um, and my desire is to support every woman to bliss and thrive in her business. Well, thank you so much. We have really enjoyed this and uh, have a blissful rest of your day. Thank you, Jackie. You too. (laughs) Hey, everyone. I really hope you enjoyed that episode. As always, if you want to listen to more The Wealthy Woman podcast content, make sure to subscribe. And here's a way we can help you for free. If you are a six, seven or eight figure female founder and CEO, we want to see and interview you on one of our podcast shows. Head to twwguest.com. Again, that's twwguest.com. I hope to see you on our next interview. Now, at The Wealthy Woman, we help six, seven, and eight-figure female founders and CEOs to scale their business by using unconventional approaches like leading-edge science and tapping into their unique authenticity code. If that sounds good to you and you want to get some help, then we're inviting you to book a short chat with our team to see how we can best help you. Go to www.thewealthywoman.com slash chat. Again, that's www.thewealthywoman.com slash chat.